0: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll free 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. Our Life Study of Genesis today brings us to chapter 35, a wonderful chapter in the Holy Revelation, and to join us and help us get into it and enjoy it is Ed Marks. Ed, it's nice to see you back again. Yes, it's good to be back for another life study on the book of Genesis. Ed, we've had several programs recently that have focused on Jacob's dream in Genesis 28. Today's program is going to deal specifically with one item that appeared in that dream, the pillar. A very crucial part of this dream. I wonder if you would review maybe the components of his dream and say a little bit about the pillar for us briefly before we begin.
1: Yes, Jacob's dream in Genesis 28 was quite marvelous. Uh, In his dream he saw heaven opened and in his dream he saw a ladder bringing heaven to earth and joining earth to heaven. When he awoke from that dream he made a marvelous statement. He said, this is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And then he set up a pillar. He called the name of that place Bethel which means the house of God. And in this particular message that we're about to listen to we're going to focus again on the significance of the pillar. And I would just like to say a little bit about this from the previous radio broadcast. What we saw from Genesis is that Jacob took the stone which he used for a pillow and he set it up for a pillar after he awoke after having this dream. And the significance of this is that the Christ on whom we rest and whom we experience constitutes us into a pillar in the house of God which is the church of the living God.
0: Thank you, Ed, for that introduction. Let's join Witness Lee now with today's life study from Genesis chapter 35.
2: In Genesis, the pillar set up by Jacob was called the house of God. Now, following Genesis, you have to come to 1 Kings because in 1 Kings, you have the temple of God mentioned the first time. And the first development of the seat of pillar is the two pillars in the temple built by Solomon. Two pillars. Two in the Bible is the number of uh, testimony. Well, if you were there at the temple, right away you could see two pillars standing there testifying something. Even when Jacob set up the pillar, his concept was no doubt to have a testimony. And eventually, under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, he said that testimony is the house of God. And we all know the whole temple standing on this earth was a testimony to God. And today the principle is the same, the church is a testimony to God. In 1 Timothy 3, 15, it says, the church is the pillar. This means the church as a whole is a testimony, standing on this earth, even in the universe, to Testify something of God. So these two pillars in front of the temple standing there were a strong testimony of God's building. Then in Genesis, the pillar was the pillar of stone. But in First Kings, the pillars were of brass In uh, interpreting the typology, we should all remember that brass in figure signifies God's judgment. This clearly indicates if we are going to be pillars, I tell you, we must realize we are persons under God's judgment. And not only under God's judgment, you got to be a person all the time under your own judgment. You have to say that what Paul did, I have been crucified. Why I have been crucified? Because I'm not good for anything in God's economy. I'm qualified for nothing but debt. We all have to say, Lord, have mercy upon me. In me, there's no good. this is why I have been crucified yet not I but Christ the leaves. in the same principle First Corinthians 15 10 could be applied Paul said I am what I am not by myself but by the grace of God by myself I am nothing by myself, I can never be an apostle. By myself, I can never be the minister of God's living word. But I am what I am by God's grace. I labored more than others, but it is not I, but the grace of God. This is the brass. In the temple of God, I tell you, the pillars are brass. The ones who bear the burden are judged by not judged by others, judged by God.
0: Ed, the first mention of pillar in the Bible, of course, was chapter 28. You referred to it in our introduction today, Jacob's dream. And at that time, we had one pillar made of stone. The next appearance uh, is in 1 Kings where we see the plans for the temple. And now we have two pillars made of brass. What's the significance of this further development?
1: Yes, this is quite marvelous and just as you said, this is a further development of what Jacob saw in his dream in Genesis 28. He set up one pillar made of stone. He called that place the house of God. But when we come to Kings, we see that there are two pillars made of brass. The first thing we have to see is that there's not just one pillar in Kings, there's two pillars. Two is the number of testimony. And so the fact that there are two pillars means that the temple of God is the testimony of God. Also, we see in 1 Timothy 3.15, the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and base of the truth. The house of God is a pillar. The fact that there are two pillars indicates that the house of God, the church of God, as the reality of the temple in Kings, is the testimony of God, expressing God and testifying of the riches of God. Also, this pillar is made of brass. Brass in typology signifies God's judgment. This means that we need to be people who are judged by God, all the things in our being that don't match Christ's divine, holy, glorious nature need to be judged by God and purified by God so that we can be his pure testimony.
0: Ed, thank you very much. In the upcoming section, Witness Lee is going to talk about the spiritual significance of several numbers in the Bible. So before we get into that section, I wonder if you would say something about the principle of interpreting numbers in the Bible.
1: Yes, I I would say this first. We need to realize that God himself designed the temple. He is the architect of this building. No doubt this temple came out of his heart, even down to the minutest measurements. These measurements came from the heart of God. So we need to see that the numbers and the measurements in the temple are very significant. Our study of numerology is based on a study given by F.W. Grant in the late 1800s. And F.W. Grant wrote a book called The Numerical Structure of Scripture. In this book, he says the following, which I think is very significant. He says, it is evident that the numerical seal is on all scripture. And this is a witness of the Scripture's completeness and of its perfect inspiration. It's based upon the groundwork of F.W. Grant that we stand on his shoulders to get the light concerning the significance
0: of the numbers related to the temple. Ed, that's going to be very helpful. And we bid our listeners just stay with us because the Lord will open up this whole matter and the significance of these numbers in the Old Testament. Let's rejoin Witness Lee now as he is discussing the dimensions of the pillars of the Temple of God.
2: The circumference is 12 cubits. Then the height is 18 cubits. 18 cubits is the half of three units of 12 cubits. In other words, 18 is the half of three complete units. And every one unit is twelve cubits and three units. You all can understand the very triumphant God who has been dispensed into us. This, number one, indicates if you are going to be the pillar, you got to be filled, saturated, permeated with the triumphant God but regardless how much God you will be filled with, what you have is just a part. You could never have God completely. The very God who is in you is also in the brother right beside you. You are the most one half. <laughs> you need others to complete you. You need others. I tell you, I need you. And you need me. Then circumference. A line of uh, 12 cubits compass either of them about. You know, you can't measure a circumference with an order. Do you realize this? You need a line. Why it composed this way? The purpose is just to impress you with the completion, the perfection of your being mingled with God. If you put these three things together, the brass, the 12-cubit circumference, and the 18-cubit height, you could see "My, to be Peter, pillar, you have to be a person all the time under God's judgment. And also, you have to be a person fully, wholly, thoroughly, accurately, perfectly, completely saturated with God. You have to be the brass, and you have to be 12-cubits. But regardless how thoroughly, how fully, wholly, perfectly, completely you are mingled with God, you have to realize you are just half. You need another one.
0: Well, Ed, we've seen some marvelous numbers, and Witness Lee has made a marvelous point related to these numbers of our need of one another. Can you develop this more for us?
1: Yes, we've seen from Brother Lee sharing thus far that 18 is one half of three complete units of 12 cubits. This is very significant. The number three, of course, is the number of the triune God. This means that if we're going to be a pillar in God's house, we need to be those who are filled, saturated, and permeated with the triune God. But regardless of how much we're filled, saturated, and permeated with the triune God, we need to realize we are not a complete unit. We are only half. This means that we need other brothers and sisters to complete us. No matter how gifted we are, how spiritual we think we are, we cannot be independent from the members of the body of Christ. We can use Paul as an example of this, When Paul got saved, he asked the Lord what he should do, and the Lord said, Go into the city, and it will be told you what you must do. And then the Lord sent a little brother named Ananias to Paul. Without Ananias, Paul had no way to receive his sight, and he had no way to start his ministry. This shows no matter how gifted we are, how much we're filled with the triune God, we need the brothers and sisters because they complete us and they perfect us. Also, we see from these numbers, uh, brotherly did mention the number 12. The number 12 is 4 times 3. 4 is the number of the creature. In Ezekiel, we have the 4 living creatures. 3 is the number of the triune God. This shows that man as the leading creature needs to be mingled with the triune God. And it's 12 cubits of Measured around the pillar. The circular dimension of the pillar is 12 cubits. To have a circle, you need to be very accurate and very complete. This means that we need to be fully, wholly, thoroughly, accurately, perfectly, and completely saturated with the triune God as we're depending on the
0: other members of the body of Christ. Nothing is wasted in God's revelation, is there?
1: No, everything in God's revelation is significant.
0: Let's return to Witness Lee for the conclusion of our life study.
2: We come to uh, two capitals. That means two caps. Two pillars. Each one has a cap. A top covering. So meaningful. You can see two pillars standing here. Bearing two caps. Full of night of checker work. My, net of taker work and reads of uh, tin work. It bothered me for quite a long time. So I was forced to uh, uh, go to many, many versions. Eventually, I found out the meaning. Checker work is like today's trellis. You know, in your garden, you have the trellis. Checker work means design. Checker design, chain design, you have lily work, right, later on. The design was like a lily. And the design was like a a chain. For what is this? For the growth of lily. This is the sighting, to bear the lily. So, in a good sense, this is a net. A net to hold the lilies. Then this forms a reed. W-R-E-A-T-H. A reed is something twisted, bound together. Don't forget, this is all designed to be made with gold upon the two caps. What does this signify? Oh, I tell you, it burdened me for days. Look at the picture. This is intermixed and complicated situation. The responsibility that we pillars bear in the family, in the home, among the brothers, in the work, in the ministry, in the church, is always something complicated and intermixed. Many, many times we see, I like to straighten it. You can never treat it. You street in one, you got three. No complications. <laughs> this is our destiny. Lily is a kind of living by faith in God. You have to live not by what you are. You have to live not by what you can. You have to live. By faith in God. You must be a lily. Not existing by what you are. But existing by what God is. You are living today on this earth. is up to Him. You. you and I, we all are not capable. But we live by faith. Amen. Not I. But Christ. That lives in me. Amen. This is the lily. And we all know, in Song of Songs, chapter 2, the seeker says, I am just a lily in the valley. Then the Lord said, Oh, you are a lily among the thorns." I tell you, no architect on this earth would design such a thing. A brass pillar, a gross lily. What can concept is this? Brass pillar. Burying the brass caps upon which the lily grows. On the one hand, we are condemned judge brass. On the other hand, we are the living lilies. Amen. Condemned brass means what? Means not I. Lily means what? But Christ. Brass and lily. You have to realize this. My, we are just relish here bearing the impossible responsibility. Amen. In a kind of an intermixed and complicated situation full of checkers and chain work. Telling the truth, you have to expect more and more complications. Don't say, Lord, reduce the complications. Take away the complications from me. Oh, I tell you, all the checkers, all the chains are the setting, the base for the lily to grow. For oh, you come to my home, don't expect that my house or my family is that clear, that simple. I tell you, this is the beauty of my family. This is the crown, the reeds. How about this?
0: Well, Ed, in this final enjoyable section, we have some complex patterns, but the outstanding feature may be something as simple as a lily. Explain this for us.
1: This last portion is absolutely marvelous, the revelation that matches our experience. At the top of the pillars, there are nets of checker work and wreaths of chainwork. This checker work is like the trellis, a trellis we would have in our garden or whatever. And the wreaths of chain work, a wreath is something that's twisted and bound. This is a picture of the intermixed and complicated situation in our church life, in our family life, and in our day-to-life. If you're listening right now, you need to realize that it is very normal to have an intermixed and complicated situation now what's so marvelous about this is if you look at the top of the pillars you see this intermixed and complicated network but this is the setting in which lilies are there are lilies in the midst of that network of checker work and wreaths of chain work what this means is that in the midst of our intermixed and complicated situation we need to be lilies As a lily, this means that we live by faith in God. We live a life not by what we are or by what we can do, but we live a life under the care of God and we live a life by trusting in God. So in the midst of our intermixed and complicated situation, this is the setting where we can live a life by rejecting our natural life and living by Christ as our life, and trusting in God for everything. This makes us a perfected pillar in God's building. Now, this is absolutely marvelous. Listen, this pillar is made of brass, and this brass pillar grows a lily. Brass signifies God's judgment. That means our natural man is judged. The lily signifies we live a life by Christ of trusting in God. So the brass is not I, the lily is but Christ. Like Paul said in Galatians 2.20, not I but Christ. I just pray that in the midst of our intermixed and complicated situation, we would be lilies, not living by our natural life, but living by the divine life, living a life of trusting in God and being under the total, complete, wonderful care of our Father God.
0: Ed, we began the Life Study of Genesis talking about how this was a book of pictures. What a rich, marvelous picture we've had opened up for us today. Thank you very much for your fellowship. I look forward to your next time with us. at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.